0: All right, well, hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Pursuit for Purpose. Thank you to everybody that is listening here live today, and even those of you that are not here now, but you're going to listen on the recording. The downloads have been tremendous, and and they're blowing my mind. Random messages of support, they mean so much, guys. I'm enjoying so much connecting with all of you, and if there's anything that I can do for you personally to help in the smallest of ways, feel free to reach out. It'll be my honor. This week, we're going to be discussing the mental edge. And for those that do not know, Pursuit for Purpose brings the world's most passionate athletes and coaches together in this community environment, just like this, to encourage our goals and aspirations. By helping provide the teachings and the principles of the greatest minds before us, the people around us will receive the foundations to build the rest of their lives and become champions of character. This week, we're joined by the great Steve Springer. He's the founder of Quality at Bats Academy, a top-notch mental game program. He's a keynote speaker, the author of Springtime, which is about his amazing journey from high school benchwarmer to the big leagues to now being a mentor of major league all-stores. He's a former MLB draft pick himself of the New- from the New York Mets, a former 14-year professional baseball player with over 1,600 hits, the former mental performance coach of the Toronto Blue Jays, and a current scout for the Oakland A's. Grab your pen and paper and be ready to take some notes because if your mind is open, right now is a time you will get better in your mental approach to the game and in life. Please welcome me and joining Steve Springer. Spring, thanks so much for being here
1: tonight. Uh, My pleasure, brother. Now, if we could all just lower expectations about 50%, we're going to have a great night. I should have you introduced me every every time I speak, bro. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm I'm really excited that we've uh, gotten this opportunity to connect here, and uh, you know, I've enjoyed our conversations even in in pre-connecting to uh, having this chat, and so I really mean it. I mean, guys, if you got a pen and paper, get ready because you're going to learn something today and and even if you've heard some different stuff that spring has to share I'm telling you you know the mind needs to hear things over and over before sometimes they're taken in and maybe today is that day that you hear something that you have you've already heard but today it makes that difference so spring I, I know I gave a lot away in your intro but take us through a little bit of uh, the journey of you and, and how you can relate back and connect back to those that you're trying to serve through the mental side of the game.
1: Well, I mean, I believe that everybody has a story, and I love my story, man. I I, I believe God put me in triple A for 11 years to do exactly what I'm doing right now. Uh, I played in 1,591 minor league games. I had 1,592 hits. I was glad to see that. I got two hits in each league in the big leagues, uh, two at the Indians, two at the Mets. Doesn't sound that great uh, until I tell you what I was when I started. Because anybody out there that's a little on the undersized, bro, I was 4'11", 90 pounds. Uh, when I went into high school, I, I made the team because my brother was a star of the team. I got three at-bats. I coached first base uh, the whole year. I'm from Huntington Beach, California. went to Marina High School. Uh, just thankful to be on the team. My sophomore year, all my buddies went up to JV and varsity. And I stayed on soft rush and got to play. I would rather play at a lower level than sit the bench at a higher level because that's what I would have been doing if I was on JV or bar- varsity. Uh, my junior, all my buddies were on varsity and I was on JV, but I got to play some more and my senior year uh was my time to shine i got nobody ahead of me i'm 5 8 140 pounds now so i grew nine inches in high school i went from tiny to small i was a small senior in school but i'm gonna show them i could play and i had a sophomore take my job i did not start my senior year in high school i coached first base the whole year uh where i'm from in Huntington beach california i got 50 colleges within 50 miles of me and i did not get one phone call to come play for my brother You know, is like all state at Golden West Junior College. I'm thinking the coach knows I'm coming there. He didn't have to call me uh, because he didn't. (laughs) And I went out for the team and I got cut, you know, which is baffling to me to this day. And how bad this coach thought I sucked? I mean, my brother's the best friend of the state, best part of the team. I get cut. And I live in California, so I got a job at Disneyland working on the canoes. And uh, about three days later, my brother came home with a uniform uh, because three guys quit. I was 19 years old, freshman in college. Uh, I got three at-bats the whole year, coached first base again, and I ended up playing in the big league. So anybody out there a little bit undersized, coaches out there, you got that player that might be a little bit small, but he's got some ability, man. Do not cut that kid, man. I mean, you you better find out if he made an all-star team when he was 10, 11, 12. Because he's going to grow, and, and, and that guy probably has some instincts that the bigger kid might not have. And so uh, and I'm making the team, and, you know, you know I say that you know, nobody's too small uh, you know, if you have the ability. I mean, when I go speak live, I just tell, you know, when you get your mad body, uh, you know, most kids, 99% of kids are going to be able to shrink two inches, be a big if you have the ability. It's not about being tall. It's about being a baseball player. It's about having body strength. It's about having instincts, uh, play both sides of the ball. And, you know, I, you know, in saying that I grew four inches when I was 20, you know, that doesn't happen to everybody. And I didn't, I, I don't think I need to grow four inches, Kerry. I need to get stronger and working on those canoes, bro. I got stronger. They're not on the track. So I'm paddling people around for two years and building muscles and, and, you know, good baseball muscles, you know, rowing and 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 pulling people around. And I went from a second-string second baseman to an all-conference shortstop in one year. And that's how quickly it happened. I'm getting recruited by everybody now. I got a full ride to Long Beach State, full ride to Irvine, full, full ride to UCLA. My best friend, Rich Amaral is going to UCLA. And, you know, th- this guy got to the big leagues when he was 29 years old and spent eight years in the big leagues. You talk about grinding. And I'm going to UCLA on a full ride. And it was the greatest five days of my life <laughs> until I looked at my transcripts. She's like, really what you took badminton? <laughs> no, don't get me wrong, I can play some badminton. Uh I hated school. I was not a good student, man. Kids out there, listen to your parents, man. Get good grades, man. Let your ability dictate we're gonna go to school, not your grades. At a full ride, and I could not get in. So I now I'm really thinking my career's over and I had a buddy that was at Golden West that was at University of Utah, and they got a new coach, Lonnie Keeter, in there, and he had two scholarships, and and he and Sean said, if you get this dummy in, then you want him. And so I think I took the correspondence scores to get in and I ended up getting in, and I went there as a shortstop, and I hurt my arm. The, the weather in Utah was a little bit uh, different than California. I uh, hurt my arm, and so I saw DH the whole year. And that's the best thing about baseball, because whether you're in travel ball, high school, college – pro baseball, trust me, this, this is, uh, you know, you're going to be evaluated every single day to be played by somebody. And we were playing Brigham Young, and uh, Rick Aguilera, Wally Jorner, Corey Snyder was on that team, Kevin Towers, Scott Nielsen. Uh, they had so many big on that team. We had 50 scouts in the stands. And I went five for five with a bomb, two doubles and five RBIs. <laughs> And I know it was the day I got drafted because it was the very first day I played in the outfield and the scout never even heard of me. And I get drafted in the 20th round by the New York Mets as an outfielder. And I was brutal in the outfield. Like, thank God the ball wouldn't hit me. And uh, I signed with the New York Mets in the 20th round for like $4,000. The scout came in my house and he's like, we got $4,000 in a year of school. I said, can I get five? He said, no. I said, okay, let's go. That was my negotiation. (laughs) And so I go to Little Falls, New York, I hit like 246, 11 home runs, just did okay. But I was never, I don't, you know, anybody out there that wants to play pro baseball, it's five at-bats a day every day, whether you want them or not. And I was so tired. I never played that many games in a row because I sat the bench my whole life. And uh, my brother got picked up by the Tigers. And when I came home, we lifted, man, we got in that weight room. Every time, we, every other time we wanted to hit, we went and lifted. And we got new bodies and we got stronger. And I went to my first spring training, and I barely made the low A ball team as the fifth outfielder. So, like the first month of the season, I get like 20 at bats, and you know I was coaching first base again. I'm like, all right, I got this man. I've been doing it my whole life. Let me do it. You know, how do you handle not playing? If you're a player out there and you're you aren't you're not playing, here's how you handle not playing. You take batting practice like as your game. Uh, if you're an infielder, you take ground balls during batting practice, like at your game. If you're an mm-hmm. outfielder, you take fly balls during batting practice, like at your game, and you pull for your buddies to win the game and be ready when the coach calls your name. And I swear I remember, like it was yesterday, our second base came up. Second base, got traded on May 1st. And I told my coach, I said, Coach, can I play soccer? I'm an infielder. And he paused and, <laughs> he paused and looked at me. He said, Well, thank God you suck in the outfield. I'm like, I know, I'm an infielder. <laughs> and so he let me play second base, and everything's going great. Eighth inning, ground ball, double play right into my legs. So I didn't play there for about a week. A week goes by, lets me play there again, and everything's going really good now. Eighth inning, ground ball, double play right into my legs again, but I got four hits that day. And anybody out there listening, man, you want to play at the next level, you want to play at the level you're at, you better hit. And I got got four hits that day. I end up playing every day the rest of the year. I end up legally in hits. I had 50 hits in August and I still didn't know what I was doing yet, but I just led a league in hits. So I go to the instruction league. They're treating me a little bit different. One year, that was it. And now they're treating me different. My, and me and my brother go home. We lift in bigger, stronger, faster. I go to my second spring training. I'm working out with high A ball now. And uh, I see my farm director's like, spring, how's everything going? Everything good? I'm like, you know, I don't mean to be an idiot, but I just led a league in A ball and hits. I feel I should be a double A. And he looked at me, paused, walked away, didn't say a word. And I'm like, well, that went great. (laughs) They did go great because the next day I was in double A. My double A team, we had 18 guys playing the big leagues off this team. And I was the last guy to get there. Uh, You know, and, and, you know, when I speak, I go, you know, anybody see Moneyball and everybody's like raise their hand. I'm like, I was in his way. (laughs) And Billy Bean, not Brad Pitt. And uh, so we win it all. Next year I go to triple A. And you know, I spent 11 years in AAA. And at the time, I'm like thinking, "Really, got 11 years, huh?" And now I know why you put me in AAA for 11 years. Cause whether I'm talking to a dad of a 10-year-old, a high school kid, a college kid, or a Major League All-Star, my message is the same, bro. That's the the beautiful thing about it, man. Is everybody's got two players in them. Got a confident, used, good player, and they got a non-confident who sucks. Uh, and he plays too much and he can't play anymore. So what I teach is how do we get the right guy playing every single day. And so. in that show, buddy, that's, that's my story, you know, and then I end up, you know, scouting with the Diamondbacks. I was a mental coach for the Blue Jays. And now I'm a scout with the Open A's. I love it, Spring. I love it. I resonate a lot with
0: what, what you have to say. I don't nearly obviously have the accolades, but I uh, resonate with the perseverance and the willpower to, uh, to continue bringing out what you knew lived within your heart. And we actually have some uh, fairly local connection. I'm actually from West Covina, California and a citrus college alum for myself as well. So I'm uh, more than familiar with golden West and, uh, and that that area of of baseball as well too. So it's awesome that even being here in North Carolina now get to connect back with, uh, you know, somebody that's over there in California and, and, you know, knows just like you said, 50 schools in that area. And, uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of really great talent in in that area but even for yourself found yourself in a place where all you needed was an opportunity and you put the work in to continue getting those opportunities so that you could get to that next level and continue proving yourself and bring out with what you knew lived within you. So I, I appreciate uh, you sharing that within your heart and, uh, and and that part of your journey, because that's the field of the fire. And And now that you've gotten to where you're at, I'm sure you look farther to see what you can continue to do with the gifts that have been bestowed upon you.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's been awesome. And I, I love what I do. I love uh, helping kids and helping parents. You know, I, I, I learned a long time ago, you know, when I try to help people, I make money. When I try to make money, I don't make money. <laughs> and I, you know, with all my bundles and my CDs and everything, it's just been so, it's such a blessing because I, I love what I do, man. I mean, everybody's like, how do you spend 11 years in triple Up? Well, I knew the alternative one getting a real job. And I always thought I was good enough to play in the big leagues. You know, like when I was 9, 10, 11, 12, Kirk, I was a stud, man. I was a good player. I was an all-star when I was 11 and 12. I was in the majors when I was nine. I didn't grow an inch from the time I was 12 to 15. And now you got to play on the bigger field. And, you know, this is where a lot of kids might quit because, you know, it feels a little bit too big at the time. But the whole thing about, you know, baseball is, is – and, and when I talk to parents – there's too many kids put their kid in a microwave instead of an oven. And, dude, we we got to think big picture. All right? This is not about right now, man. Not when I'm 10, 11, 12. Too many kids are quitting this game at 13 years old because of the pressure that's put on them by the one who loves them the most, us parents. And Johnny, testosterone coach, yelling at my 10-year-old to win the bird key championship. And all of a sudden, the kid's like, I don't even want to play anymore. And, and all of a sudden, he doesn't play for four years, and then he wants to play again, and he just lost four years of instinct. Uh, on playing. And, and this game's about instincts. If you don't have instincts, stop dreaming about playing in the big leagues. If you can't play defense, stop, playing, stop dreaming about playing in the big leagues. And my whole thing is to get these kids playing when they get their man body. And too many kids are quitting when they're little kid body, man. And, and I, I get the emails, man. As, you know I answer every one of them. I call people back. You know Somebody orders my bundle. I give them a call and thank them. They can't believe I'm calling them. I'm just like, Come on, bro. I mean, I am. Who you think I am? Like, I'm trying to help you and your kid. And, and you know, I spoke at a, a Long Beach Poly banquet two nights ago with about 300 people, and you know, just trying to inspire these freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. That is not about right now, man. But we we got to think big picture. If it was if it was about right now, when I was a freshman, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. You know, I, I mean, I didn't start as a freshman in college. And played in the big leagues, now Major League All Stars call me. And, and I don't I don't say that to be boastful. I don't say that to impress you. I, I say that to impress upon you guys that why can't this be me one day? Right. You know, I, got, I got some stupid stories of Major League All Stars that have called me their whole career. And I've never asked them to get three hits. I've asked them to be the best competitor on the field with an attainable goal hit ball art and help the team win every single time I talk to them. Anybody that knows anything about me, kids out there, coaches out there, your career starts when you say, I don't care what I hit. The bad night was the biggest trap in baseball and softball. And girls, softball is the same exact thing. I spoke to the University of Oregon girls softball team four years in a row. I was in their dugout at a, the Nutter Tournament in Palm Springs for six days. World-class athletes. And all we tried to do was get 20 confident girls showing up with an attainable goal to hit the ball hard and help your team win. And when you guys figure out it's not about you, it's about you helping your team. Those are two completely different players. And when you say, "I don't care what I hit anymore," oh, freedom! It's nine <laughs> against one. It's nine against one, Kirk. And we think we gotta get a hit to have success. And that's where the trap of baseball is. It's where the trap of life is. Is we let yesterday's bad game play today? I right. went over. I went over four yesterday. Now in my my mind, I'm over two or over four. Now today, I'm over two, and now in my mind, I'm over six. I'm letting like, yesterday's bad game play today. And that's where the trap is. If I can get every single person on this call to play every single day the rest of your life like it's opening day, huh, freedom. Because nobody in the history of baseball or softball has played opening day with no confidence. It's impossible. You know why? Because I got no yesterday beating me up. But <laughs> game, number, game number two, bro, it starts. And all of a sudden, I'm over for 4, now I'm over for 2, and now I'm over for 6. I'm like, yesterday's getting bad gameplay today. Mm-hmm. I'm I love Christian. it. Dude, I'm a Christian. I yes, yesterday's sins beat me up today. Really? Right. He died for them all, bro. <laughs> he died for them all. But we, I don't know. It's human nature to beat yourself up. And and baseball, if you like your abilities and your abilities aren't filling up, it's not your abilities' problem, bro. It's what you're thinking. And, and you know that sounds like a psychologist. I can't spell psychology, bro. Uh, I know it starts with an S, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, half, half the crowd's got one so funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: Spring, I mean, you, you've you hit on so much power just to even start things off. And 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 I appreciate the wisdom and everything that you have to share. I, I was wondering, was, was there a moment in your pursuit to help others with the mental side of the game that really stuck out to you as an indication that this was something that you could be successful in?
1: Well, I think it started – when I, I, I had a coach named Tommy McCraw, and he changed my life. I mean, this guy would come in town in 1987. It was like my third year in AAA, and I was all I cared about was my batting average and what I was hitting. You know, I hit three balls right on the screws right at somebody. Uh, I beat the pitcher. The pitcher knows I beat him. The pitcher's mom knows I beat him. My batting average dropped down. I thought I'd failed, and now the wrong Steve Singer played too much. And I had this guy, Tommy McCraw, and, and every time he was around, I was stuck. But because I'm an idiot, I'd carry for like three days. He's a roving coach. He'd come in for three days a month. But as dumb as I was, I was smart enough to realize when that guy was around, I was good. So I brought uh, a tape recorder up to his room. I, and I asked him to talk to me about me and what he thought I needed to do to play in the big leagues. And it changed my life. Because we give ourselves way too much credit to remember what we're taught. I give you my whole spiel and come back in two weeks, what i say. And you're like, oh, something about the bad and there was a married athlete. <laughs> so your, your kid might be a big like. I mean, that's, this is what we remember. And uh, if I was in my car for seven years, my last seven years I played, that audio tape was on. And so that gave me the idea. You know, when I stopped playing, I was I was a scout with the Arizona Diamondbacks for five years. I was a cross-check for three. And then I became an agent. You know, Don Mitchell was the scouting director for the Diamondbacks. And he knew that... Like, you know, Jerry Maguire had nothing on me in the living room. I could get some kids. And so he hired me to be an agent. And I wanted my kids to, to have a good uh, career. And obviously that would make me some money. And so I made, I put an audio together, you know, and the car door was opening and, you know, I might have used a couple not, not so good words. And I let my brother hear it. We played six years at the pro Bowl. And he's like, bro, that's good stuff, man. You need to clean that up. So uh, I, went to, I went to recording studio and I made Quality at bass my original CD in the year two thousand and one, I think it was. Didn't know what I had. I bought. I, I actually purchased five hundred uh, CDs and five hundred cassettes. That's how old it was, right? People still had cassettes. <laughs>
0: and
1: I still got like four hundred ninety-five in my garage. And it went out of style the next day, and I gave one to George Horton at Cal State Fullerton. And I didn't know, you know, Hall of Fame coach, great baseball man. I didn't know he was going to listen to it or not. And he had his whole team listen to it five hours before they played Miami in Miami when Miami was the number one team in the country. And they swept them and scored 10 a game. And he said, Spring, you change the way we think. Because they got rid of stats. They got 20 guys playing every day like it's opening day. They had fun, you know. And, and players out there, when you figure out it's not about you, it's about you helping your team. It doesn't mean you get three hits. It doesn't mean you win every game. It means the right guy's playing every single day or girl. And that's when I sort of knew I had something. And then I just started speaking at all these camps. And you can count the parents, man. When I was done speaking, there could be 100 kids there and 10 parents. I sold 10 CDs for 20 bucks. little Johnny wasn't walking around with a 20. But that parent will do anything for their little Messiah. (laughs) And and, uh, then I made a couple other audios and a video and it was just, it was just really, really cool. And then now, I mean, I've made a life on putting what I know on an audio and yeah, I love it, man. I love what I do. I love speaking. I love helping kids. I speak all over the country. So anybody out there, man, let me DM me and let uh, let me set up a zoom or speak to your program. And, you know, that, that's the funny thing about it. But, you know, I, I was living a little retired life speaking a couple of times a month Then COVID hit. And my wife's on full scholarship, University of Steve Springer. And, uh, yeah, not uh, granted, it's a, it's a D3 Scully, bro. It's not like Stanford or anything, but she's on Scully. And, and so I called up Billy Bean. I'm like, bro, I need a job. And he's like, dude, we're firing people right now. I said, I know, but they weren't in your wedding. <laughs> and he gave me a job. Uh, so last year I was a pro scout for Oakland. I'm doing it again this year. And, uh, it's good to be back. I'm very, very grateful and thankful for, for Billy. And. Make sure you guys pick your roommates right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, and,
0: and you could hear it emanating from you, Spring. I mean, the uh, the fact that you love what you're doing and and that you want to give back the information that you've compiled to be able to help others. And and I'm sure that the positivity that that keeps coming your way continues to fuel the fire. You know, I wanted to ask, where where did the inspiration to to bring quality at bats to life come
1: from? You know what, I, I don't, I, you know, it's my, my company's been called quality at Bats, but anybody out there that's listening, the only stat that I just know that what the batting average does to you mentally, you know, because I did it, I touched, it, I felt it. And if you don't go one for 20, you know, 10 times, you did not play long enough. But so I'm trying, when I was with the Blue Jays as their mental coach, I tried to get them to, you know, have quality at bats and play every day like it's opening day. So every week we had a quality at bat champion. We had three winners per week per team. I got the Blue they spent a lot of money on Best Buy gift cards. You know, it was a $25 card, but at least these kids were fighting, and they knew that if they had a quality at bat, they got a chance to win a card. And, and, and it does, you know, in the long run, trust me, if you have enough quality at bat, your stats are going to be pretty good. And we had a guy go one for 20, and he won a card. He got one hit. He got a couple bunts down helped the team. He got a couple runners on second. From second to third with nobody out. And he had seven balls right on the scoops, right at somebody. He was 12 for 20, won a car. And that guy's name was Kevin Pilar, right? And the next time anybody out there thinks they're getting hosed a little bit, this guy had a 54 game hitting streak as a junior in college and did not get drafted, which is baffling to me. There should not been 54 scouts fired. Because you, wow. you don't look into 54, Kurt, you look into two or three. Well, we took him <laughs> as a senior. In the 32nd round game, $1,000, and he was the second guy in his draft to get to the big leagues. See, I mean, they, they, in pro baseball, bro, when you get to five at bats a day, there's no exact science on how you're going to react. And this guy was a better competitor than he was a player. And he had all my audios when he was in high school, and he had me come speak to Cal State uh, Dominguez. So I knew he got it. And this is the whole thing. He was out there, man. You better be a better competitor than you want to play. If your compete level ever goes below your ability, trust me, you are underachiever. And there's no such thing as an overachiever in the Big Leagues. No such thing. Dustin Pedroia was not an overachiever, bro. He was really, really good. He's an all-star. Borderline Hall of Famer, maybe. But because he was five foot seven, oh no, he overachieved. No, he didn't overachieve. But do you know how many underachievers there are in baseball? You know how many first-round picks can't get out of A-ball because they let their mind get in the way of their ability? And this is what I teach, man. And so, like I said, I, I can't spell psychology, but I did it. I, I went one for 20. I went 10 for 20. You know, I was told my whole life, you're too small. You're only here because your brother. You'll never play in college. You'll never play in pro baseball. You'll never get to the big leagues. Uh, oh, really? I did them all. Now I got all-stars calling me? Anybody out there? Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do what you want to do in life. Right? Negative people suck. And I'm telling you right now, man, when you believe in yourself, and, and I'm not saying everybody's going to be a big lady, I'm telling you right now, don't tell me you can't play in college one day. I don't care which JC, D3, D2, D1, NAIA. There's so many good colleges out there that are looking for kids that get good grades and have some ability. And I just, I'm just not a believer that one person that I don't even care about is going to dictate how I feel.
0: Right on the money, (laughs) all of it, and especially right there at the end about being able to play at college. I promise there are too many programs and too many opportunities where, look, there's programs that are looking for people just to help out. And all you can do is potentially come in and surprise everybody as long as you know what lives within you you can put in the work every day and and compound that interest to be able to get one percent better and be uh, a student of the game a student of life and a learner you're going to be able to get yourself into to the position that allows you to be successful and then when you get your chance it's all about just letting it eat and getting it out there and giving yourself your best opportunity to keep playing and just as you have said if you want to play You'll hit. So when you get your chance in there, and if you can find some hits, you're going to find yourself back there in the lineup again.
1: I agree, bro. I, I just, I just believe that you know too many people let let people dictate how they feel, but yet they don't even care about their opinion. But, but I'm just not in that, man. I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a self motivator. I got so many good friends. You know, I learned. I might learn more from my teammates and my coaches on what to do and what not to do. You know, and I remember with Dave Magadan, was my roommate, or not my roommate, but he was my teammate. This guy hit 300 every single year. And I'm like, oh, well, what, what makes you tick? What's your thought process? He's like, spring, every at bat in my mind is a new season. And I'm like, really? You got this mindset, and every at bat's the end of my life? You know, so you learn from your teammates, you learn from your coaches. You know, I, I, Trent Mangero's on this phone call right now. Anyway, that's that, trust me, you cannot be at least a tick above average defender stop dreaming about playing in the big leagues and probably even college right i couldn't i couldn't recommend trenton and, and, and trotsky camps for defense you know kevin Pillar, as good as he was uh you know his second guy in his draft to get the big leagues big leagues is a little different game and he had under 200 i think his first two call-ups why do he get the third chance because he's a gold glove center fielder and they need defense but we all want to hit. We all want to, we all want to be in a batting cage every single night. And we're taking batting practice and flips and T-work. Bro, that, that, that's checkers, man. We're all good at flips and T-work. The chess game starts at 7. And, and the game and having instincts and be able to play both sides of the ball. But I'm telling you right now, you get, you get 25 confident players showing up every single day, and I don't give a crap about me. It's not about me. It's about me helping my team. Those are two completely different players. Like I said, doesn't mean you win every game. Doesn't mean you get three hits. But I guarantee you got the the right guys playing. Uh, in 2012, I was in Austin, Texas, and I never met Augie Garrido, and I loved watching him. Man, I mean, this guy, best speaker I've ever heard. You know him and Clint Hurdle, and uh, I knew Tommy Nicholson, and I and I said, Hey, man, I'm in Austin. You want me to speak to your team? I don't know how they were doing. And Tommy was at Sac uh, Sac State the year before, and he had me come speak, so he knew what he was going to get. He said, Spring, we need you at the beginning of the year. Because if we go 6-0 and the last two weeks of our season, we don't make our conference championship. And the top eight teams made it. He said, Augie's not going to pay you. I said, I'll do it for free, man. I want to meet Augie. And Augie's like, what is that? Bring him in. So I, I went in. <laughs> I, I drove to, uh, uh, to Waco. They're in a hotel. They were playing in Waco an hour and a half. I had an off day. And I could not have spoke better. The same stuff I'm talking about right now, bro. I'm Millie Vanilla. I'm a one-hit wonder, man. But it's a hit. And I could not have spoke better. I could have told 16 players to go stand in the corner. They would have did. I was was about ready to leave. And my buddy Tommy says, Augie, you want to see it again? So I go in there and Augie said, just like they said, okay, buddy, we're going to pay you for that. And I want to hear next year for three games. And I went in there maybe three months later in September, after the, you know, in June when I I spoke to him. And uh, the same exact team with freshmen and not another person on it was one game away from the national championship. And he said his favorite line of, to me, my favorite compliment I've ever had in my life. He said, if you get your players playing every day and I don't give a crap mode about me, it's not about you. It's about you helping your team was with two completely different players and you play every single day like it's opening day. He said, that's brilliant because we all know the feeling of opening day. But what right. do we do? What do we do? oh stats get involved and oh no i'm hitting 300 no oh two eight two sixty two four and it keeps going down and we're, we're letting yesterday's bad day play that? it's a trap of baseball it's a trap of life spring with all your experience
0: every everything that you've been through everything you're continuing to grow into i want to hit you with a little bit of a heavy one and what's your purpose
1: my purpose, I, I, it's like I said before, man, I like helping people. And, you know, I'm I, trust me, I, I got my demons, bro. But uh, it's like I said, when I try to help people, it just works out better, man. I, you know, I, I, dude, I've been chasing money my whole life because I've never had it, and just never get it. When I try to help people, I make money. When I try to make money, I don't make money. And my whole goal, you know, I'm a Christian and I I, I, I believe in grace and I, I'm so easy to give grace because Jesus gave it for me. Bro. If it ain't for grace, bro, I'm done. <laughs> There's no shot I'm going to heaven without grace. And, <laughs> and so I, I can give grace and I, I like helping people. I, call, I return every phone call. When somebody buys my bundle, I call them up, I thank them and they can't believe I'm calling them. Go, right, this is not this is not Steve's friend. My brother just gave me 40 bucks, man. I'll give you five minutes, man. How old's your kid? You know, and you never know who you're going to meet, man. I like meeting people, and you know, I've been speaking to travel organizations, high schools, colleges for 20 years, and I love meeting people and very, very few idiots. Uh, you know, it's a, my first CD I said, if you're an idiot and you ain't hitting, you better, you better get ready, get your resume ready uh you know i mean i didn't hang out in triple a for 11 years because i was an idiot i mean i thought i was a good teammate and and this is where we need to be man when you build your teammates up you build yourself up and when you break your teammates down you're breaking yourself down and i learned that that, the the pinball i heard him speak in toronto and you know i didn't come out of the womb with what i know i mean you say something i like buddy i'm giving you credit once and that's mine and this is why you always talk baseball you always talk softball and hitting and 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 now we're coming up with our own philosophy and it's just you know God's given the ability to speak thank God and I don't know what I'd be doing because you know I you know I wrote a book springtime bro I got a movie coming out we're going baseball version of Rudy I signed the contract today and uh we're trying to inspire millions of kids that you're not too small and get good grades and the negative people suck man I mean it's it's just so easy to, 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 you know, as men, we, we, you know, we focus on the negatives too much, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty good guy 90% of the time, but I focus on the 10% of the crap I do hundred percent of the time, you know, and it's wrong. I mean, I, I believe that's where Satan wants. You.
0: <laughs> I think you're right on it. You know how, how easy it is to be our own, you know, worst critic, but, uh, yeah, and I think we've met, we've talked and, and mentioned before that it, it's uh, if we were able to apply to ourselves, the same things that we know and ask others to do of themselves, you know, we'd, we'd have everything figured out, but that's the beauty of of life is our, we're all going to struggle. And that's why we know we can try to offer these different things to help better yourself because we're in your shoes. We're experiencing the same downfalls and shortcomings that you are as well, but still you got to have somebody in your corner that is lifting you up because just as you said, negativity sucks, negative people suck. And you don't want those people around sucking the air out of the room. And if you could be a positive light in somebody's day, you never know the positive impact that it could have to tr- be a positive trajectory in their future. So I, I really uh, commend you on the the good fight that you're continuing to fight and using your faith and using your purpose to, uh, to make those
1: impacts in people's lives. Well, I appreciate it. I, I also believe that, that too many athletes, they put themselves in a microwave instead of an oven. They think it's all about right now. And I'm telling you, you need a big picture, bro. You know, when I was at the Blue Jays and we'd sign an 18-year-old kid and give him a million dollars, he'd pop his first one to 20 and come back like somebody stole his dog in pout mode. And I'd look at my buddy, Tim Raines, was my and like, bro. We better hope that's immaturity and not makeup. because uh, there's a difference. I bring the kid in the room, I say, buddy, if I told you you'd be a 25-year-old big wigger deal or no deal, and give you eight to ten years. His initial thought he's like, Oh, I I would be 21. Oh, I'll, you know, you, you ain't my Trout, bro. My Trout's a free. It's okay to be a 25-year-old big when you're no deal 10 years. And they say yes. That's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. That's seven years you ain't playing in the big leagues. That's seven years to learn how to get great at being a better competitor than you are to play. That's seven years to learn how to compete with confidence when you're not getting hits. Now we got 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, you 30, 10 years. That's when I retired. But we all want it right now. You know, and it's just it's just amazing. I mean, there's so many good uh, coaches out there that, you know, uh, there's some crap out there too, bro, but there's some good coaches out there. Alan Jagger and his throwing program. And, 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 dude, I had a cannon, bro. I played long toss every day that I stepped on a field. And everybody out there, if you're not playing long toss, trust me, you, you don't get it because I'm telling you right now, when you play long toss, you are building bullets. You're not losing them. Right. If you can't play long toss, your arm's not in shape. And I, can't, I couldn't recommend Alan and, and what he does and his bands and, and, and Trent Mongero and defense. And, you know, did Brian Kane's great, you know, the mental mm-hmm. coaches. And, you know, I met Brian Kane. He spoke in Chicago. And this is a great story. And and I knew he knew me because of Kirk Sarlos. I would, when I was an agent, Kirk was my first client. He's the head coach at DCU now, right? And I knew they talked, they called me one time. I never met Brian, and he spoke, and he was awesome, and uh, I went up to his booth, and I was about 10 yards away, and he's like, "String, what's going on, babe? You know, he's like a red bull, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, have we ever met? He's like, oh, dude, I know everything about your birthday's February 11th, and I'm like, how <laughs> do you know that, right? He's like, oh, dude, I was an intern in Cal State Fullerton in 2001, when you gave George your CV, you inspired me to do what I'm doing now, and I'm thinking, right. this, I'm thinking this guy's the man, you know, and and he is. And, 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 you know, he took me up in his room, we did a podcast, like we're doing and It's just awesome, man. Baseball. Like I've been in it for really 40 years. I'm 61 right now. And I've met maybe five guys that I wouldn't pick, pick up hitchhiking in the ring. Most guys are pretty good guys, you know, in baseball. And that's, you know, baseball is the greatest game to, to teach life lessons because it teaches you how to be a teammate. It teaches you how to win. It teaches you how to lose with some class. And when, when you know, I got saved through baseball chapel, you know, when I signed. I, I was not raised in a church. I was not raised, you know, going to church. My dad would, mom would put me on a, uh, you know, on a bus, like on Easter and Christmas. But, dude, I got saved in baseball chapel. And because uh, I know I'm a sinner, man. <laughs> and, and it's not what I say. It's what the Bible says, bro. And the Bible says it's about Jesus and, and it's about asking him in your heart. And, and I did. And, you know, and like I said, man, I got my demons, man, but you know, too many people think about their sin more than their savior. And, you know, I always say that if I could flip flop my flesh and my spirit, bro, I'd be a pretty good Christian. <laughs> but, <laughs> you, you know, what? Uh, we all got our problems and, and that's why it's about grace. And it's not about grace. I'm done.
0: Well, I love to hear you say that it's spring and, and you know, just as you're saying as well too, the the community of people that that I've been able to meet in, in my time growing in the game of baseball have been so welcoming and uplifting, and and Jagger being one of the the biggest ones uh, uh, of them. And uh, you know, when you get those people like that that make you feel like you know the most important person in the room, you know, it, it just encourages you to keep bringing what you feel like you have to the table. And and I'm happy to hear that you feel like, uh, you know, you were, you're saved to the game of baseball because I share that sentiment as well. Uh, you know, it, it's, it definitely was something that happened to me on the baseball field within our group. In and in a moment that I'll, I'll never forget and getting to accept it, uh, accepting Jesus with, you know, with my team before our game, I wanted to ask, you know, and I know you've talked about it a little bit, but, you know, just How has your faith played a role in your in your own mental growth, in your own mental growth in the game of baseball, and in your your growth in life?
1: What's the alternative, right? Nobody gets out of here unscathed, bro. (laughs) If you're telling me you tell me that you believe in uh, evolution and big bang theory, your faith is stronger than mine. (laughs) Because I, you know, uh, really, I got a guy and a girl. You got a you got a hippo. You got a giraffe. You got a really big bang. Everything. No creator, bro. I, I don't. I, I don't get that. But it's like I said, I battle. I, I scuffle, man. But it's like I said, man. We got to stop thinking about our sin more than our savior. Think about your savior. Right. Right.
0: Oh, that's, I love that one right there. That, that is, that is enough right there. That's, that's beautiful. Uh, spring, what what positive impacts can be made in the other fundamental areas of players'
1: lives by practicing using the mental game in their sport? Well, as coaches, if you're just teaching mechanics only, trust me, you're serving the appetizer and you're skipping the dinner because this is about the mind. And And you know what? I, I used to think that baseball was about the mind, the approach, and mechanics. You know, all three important in that order. I've changed it, man. I believe it's about the approach, the mind, and mechanics in that order as a hitter. Because I don't care how confident you are, and I don't care how good your mechanics are. If your approach sucks, you're going to lose your confidence, and your mechanics are going to break down. I think it's the second thing in baseball that gets guys out of the game quicker than anything other than having a pity party over your own stats and having the wrong guy play too much. Is is you try to hit everything, you're not ready for anything. And you know, it's when you know when I speak, I go. Is it easier to hit one pitch when you know it's coming or three? You don't. You know, if I told you here comes a fastball, one hundred percent, you can't put a good swing on it. And go play soccer, bro. You got to be able to do that. But sometimes I believe it's okay to sit off speed. You know, I mean, you hit a bomb your first at bat or a bomb or a double, and you come up with runners on second, third. Your next at bat, you think two out of three and be a fastball or off speed. No, sir.
0: No, yeah. sir, it's going to be, yeah, yeah you're, so, you're,
1: you're so, getting tempted, yeah. <laughs> so, so why am I sitting fastball? You're looking for something you're not going to get. Right. You know, and, and I think there's three things that get hitters out more than anything. It's walking up and play with confidence, with, with no confidence, because you're having a pity party over your stats. It's trying to hit everything you're not ready for anything. And I believe it's pulling pitches that shouldn't be pulled and being a good hitter. I was talking to Mark Trumbull for like 40 minutes one night. He called me his whole career. He said, ooh, that's new. <laughs> In 40 minutes, I said one new thing. It's like I said, we give ourselves too much credit to remember what we're taught. And I think it's the best thing I've ever done um, that I put what I know on an audio. And I believe more people do, the coaches out there. If you know you make a player better and he moves on to the next level and you don't get something on audio with that player talking about him because you know you make him good, I believe that you're cheating that kid because now he's got to remember everything that you taught him. And we give ourselves way too much credit to remember what we're taught.
0: Right. that's beautiful (laughs) that's beautiful and you know we're talking about how impactful it can be to implement these things and just to accept it let yesterday go Uh, I know you've used some some great analogies but what are the challenges ahead that players face with working to implement
1: and using mental training it's a choice it's like I said what's the alternative you make it about me it's not about you it's about you helping your team Those two completely different players Right, and, and, and the the biggest thing that I cannot stand when I go watch a game or watch a player is a kid pouting. Dude, I'm not saying you're soft, bro, but it sure does look soft. I don't care if you get mad, just don't be an idiot. How do you get mad for? One hitter, and then and then get back into the game, man. Take a deep breath. You got a chance to be the hero on the ninth, right? But too many guys don't even want the fifth out bat because they're basing their success on getting hits. When I talk to my guys, when I do my speaking engagement, bro. I need to get great at laying out. I need to get great at hitting balls hard. Right? When somebody asks you what you do for a living from now on, you tell them the hit balls hard for a living. You get hit some bonus. It's nine against one. If I'm a pitcher, I'm pissed off when you get a hit with those odds. But we think we got to get hit to have success, and that's where the trap is. When I was at the Blue Jays, we had an annual award in that quality at that thing, And we had a guy named David Cooper, had more quality at bats than double-A to first shoot than anybody. 500 plate appearances, and he hit 250. But he hit 255, excuse me. But he had 20 bombs and he had 80 RBIs. And he loved what I taught. And he said, Spring, you know what? My favorite quote is what you teach. He said, good hitters line out more. And he said, that made so much sense to me because he lined out one time a game. It's like I said, it's nine against one. He took the same approach into the next turn and triple A, and what a batting title. Like the batting average has no brain, bro. It doesn't know who's showing up. There's not a confident you batting average stat and a non-confident you batting average stat. It's one set that has no brain and it's it's the best i mean when when you get the right guy playing buddy and you will not underachieve man if you like your abilities and your abilities aren't showing up it's not your abilities' problem it's what you're thinking and coaches out there get rid of stats man the only stat that i want you to care about is how many games in a row can your players compete with confidence and play play like it's opening day that's it because when you do Do that it's good and if we
0: and you're you're right on. If we can get those kids coming to the ballpark every day with that mentality, I mean, just how dangerous of a group can can you get? I think I think that's absolutely a gorgeous statement. That what uh, you know a hit streak of confidence <laughs> a hit streak of coming to the ballpark and playing the way that you, you know that you can play regardless of what the outcome is going to be and and not letting yesterday haunt you and and turning the page and letting this present moment be able to to actually you know make that direct impact. is that a you know a part of your fi- your favorite part of, of getting to share this information of, of helping others grow you know this area of their game is is helping them, experience that for sometimes the first time where
1: they get to see it for themselves? Well, I get asked all the time, man. I mean, what happens when, nobody, when they don't buy into what you're teaching? I'm not sure I've had that happen to me because it's right. Is it easier said than done? Yeah, but tell, tell me something else. Son. So I could go tell Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldsman, A.J. Pollock, and Ben Zobrist, I'm wrong. <laughs> and that's a big-time name dropping, bro. I met Ben Zobrist at first <laughs> retreat. And, and uh, I was 10 years ago, maybe 11 now, and I'm in a seven-man group, PAO, which has called you know, all Major League Baseball players, minor league baseball players, and their wives. It's a professional athlete outreach, Christian. And at 10 o'clock at night, I'm in a seven-man group. And I see I didn't know anybody. I said, my name's Steve Springer. I'm the middle coach for the Blue Jays. And I see these 20-year-old kids just smile. I said, you got my CD don't you, buddy. He's like, I can't believe you're here, man. He said, <laughs> I he said, I can't wait till I tell my brother-in-law you're here. He's going to flip. I said, who's your brother-in-law? He said, Ben Sobers. I said, he's got my CD. I, I'm like, you yeah, know, wait till he meets you. I'm like, good, yeah, because he owes me 20 bucks. He burnt the coffee. Pretty is illegal. I'm kidding. Sort of. And, uh, <laughs> so I meet Ben that night, and he gave me the biggest hug I've ever had. He said, dude, you changed my life. Because non-confident Ben stopped playing. He was so worried about his stats and his batting. He was 25 years old in AA. And two years later, he was a major loss. He did not get better physically at 27. The rate Ben sober started playing every single day. Right? Uh, I believe that the Cubs should give me a ring. Because he was MVP of the World Series. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sort of. I'm sure you wouldn't
0: fight it, though. I'm sure you wouldn't fight it if they decided to pass it along. But, but I mean, how... How much you know fuel does that continue to give you when when the people when you run into these people that you just had no idea that you'd already had a chance to touch you know like what That's what does awesome. that do for you as a person Steve? That's
1: awesome. I, it, I mean it's mind blowing. Like I cannot not see a kid that plays baseball or softball on the street without talking to them and giving my wristband that says to pee with confidence and opening day every day. I can't do it. Like I'll be downtown Huntington beach and my wife knows now. And then she'll see a kid that plays baseball, and she'll be like, "I'll be in a store because I have to talk to that kid." I'll be in an <laughs> airport. I'll be in an airport, and I know the kid plays baseball. Just like six months ago, and I was, in, I, was at, I was flying somewhere, and I saw these two kids and a dad, and I said, "I said, yeah, hey man, you where do you guys play baseball?" And he said, "Oh, we're from Wisconsin, somewhere out here." I'm like, "Yeah, you ever heard of a CD called Quality at Bats?" And I said, "No," I'm like, "Oh, we'll check it out, man." I was a middle coach of the Blue Jays, QualityBats.com. Well, the dad that was playing, getting coffee, comes back, and he sees me, and he's like, Steve Springer? I'm like, yeah, buddy. And he saw me speak at the ABCA, and, and two months later, I'm at his facility speaking in front of 80 kids, so. That's awesome. You, you know, you just never know who you're going to meet, man, and I, I, dude, I've never met a stranger, bro, never, and I believe in what I teach, is it, it, it goes way over baseball. I spoke to uh, sales companies and I spoke to a 60 year company that sells valves to oil fields. And I knew the guy went to high school. He said, Hey, I got 50 employees coming in. We're going we're gonna, to uh, have a baseball theme. Will you come tell us some stories? I said, No, bro, I want to give a presentation because I always thought I could give a presentation on knowledge of baseball and sales. He said, Great. So I go in there and I swear to you, I, my opening line was, I give you permission not to get the sale. And the guy's like, What? <laughs> I go, you can't control me saying yes. I mean, you get great at giving your presentation because you get the greatest presentation. That guy says, no. You know what that's called in baseball? It's called a lineup, bro. You did everything right. You think you fell another wrong you start selling. I need to sell every day like it's opening day. They had their best September in sixty years by 30%, just by what his employees were thinking when they showed up to work. It was awesome. And I, so I know I could pull it off. So anybody out there in sales, man, let me speak to your, your program. <laughs> Well, that's just a
0: direct, uh, a direct reflection of that, the mental game, especially this is practice for life. This is practice for the opportunities to be able to prepare yourself for the mental fortitude and, and treating life at different times like it's a game of baseball, like you said, lining out, competing hard letting yesterday's you know bad day at the sales office let yesterday's bad day at the office anything of that nature not be today competing with confidence in whatever we're doing and and that's that's why i know that you know you, you resonate so much with myself because as much as you're training the baseball player's mind to, to help them be successful in hitting you're training them the the person's heart for being successful in life so I, I i know you're doing such good things for people as a whole Springs, so, you know, keep, keep doing what you're doing, definitely.
1: Dude, I guarantee you God loves baseball. I mean, I, I made an audio CD with Pete McKenzie, who's like walking Jesus. He played, he played uh, baseball at Auburn and then he played uh, a little bit of AAA and played six years of Pro Bowl. And I go to Bible study every Friday morning in Irvine. And we made an audio on the knowledge of baseball on the Christian walk. And it's mostly him talking because he's awesome. Uh, you know, and that's in my bundle. If anybody wants my bundle, man, go to qualityadvance.com, get the bundle, use coupon code MLB40, get everything I made for 40 bucks. You know, we're spending 80 bucks and a half an hour flip session once a week. And I, I like I said, I don't mean it boastfully, bro, but I know what I'm teaching is right. And uh, and we give ourselves way too much credit for what we're taught. And, right. uh, you know, so... Steve, we had a we had a question from a, a
0: listener that's you know not necessarily super uh, about baseball, but they wanted to know how spending time with your grandson has impacted your view on mental toughness and training. Well, uh, it's a game changer,
1: bro. I mean, he's 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 awesome, little Mason Gray Springer, man. He's an athlete. He's 18 months old. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome, and she's pregnant again, my daughter-in-law. Um, uh, yeah, it's a game changer. I mean, they live a half mile from us, and I know one thing: they'd be hosed without my wife. Because my wife is like their babysitter, and she's the best. Perspective, right? Pers- powerful perspective throughout the whole journey that you've uh,
0: been through to get to see see this little guy continue to grow. And uh, I, I think that you know, children, and just like you said, of uh, uh, you've never met a stranger, and getting a, an opportunity to make some of these young kids you know, days, and maybe it's just even the parent that knows them, but you get to walk away from their conversation and they get to say, do you know who you just talked to little Johnny, you know, and uh, I'm sure that at the end of the day, that stuff passes it along. And as they move forward, people want to pass along those same feelings of knowing that I want to make somebody make me feel like Steve made me feel on that day. And uh, I think there's a lot of power to that. And it goes a long way towards just, you know, the mental capacities of, of growth and giving and serving and, and, and just living in your faith as well too. So uh, I, I know you've been a a tremendous, uh, a tremendous advocate for the mental game here today and you've made me a better person in the process. I know we're getting close to the, towards the end of everything, uh, of the hour, but I really want to give you an opportunity to, uh, to share, uh, anything that you can about, uh about quality of bats and where people can get their stuff uh your your stuff uh i know that steve had already mentioned as well too that before we got going he was trying to go through and follow everybody that was on here because it means a lot to everybody so same thing if i'm not following you follow me i'll follow you back and uh and I'm, i think steve was saying that he's doing the same stuff but steve where, where can everybody
1: get a hold of what you're doing with quality of bats Well, everything's Quality at Bats. It's qualityatbats.com. And uh, I got a bundle. I got an online academy with over 100 audios and videos. And we keep adding content, you know, every other month. And, uh, you know, going back to my grandson, I guarantee if you meet me, you will see a picture of my grandson on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, He's got pretty parents, man. He's the cutest little kid in the world. He's a game changer. But you know, there, there's so many good baseball guys out there, man. It's like I said, I can't recommend, you know, Trent Manjero's camp and uh, him and uh, Nate Trosky. And, you know, you go to a Jager camp and, and get his stuff. And, you know, I, I mean, I guarantee there's worse money spent, you know, and my stuff's guaranteed. I mean, if, you know, when I go speak and, you know, I tell the guy that's setting it up, man, if, you know, if a parent says that was just okay, I'll give them the money back. Yeah, because I'm not into stealing money, buddy, but I, I want to help you. And, uh, and if you don't have a mail game, get it from somebody else. If you don't get it from me, get it from somebody else. Because if you don't have a mail game, bro, stop dreaming about playing in the big leagues. And anybody that orders my stuff, trust me, I will call you and thank you. And uh, people are like, really? Yeah. I'm like, why not? It's good business and you don't know who you're going to meet. Kennedy right. James just bomb myself. Right. I, I, I see it right now. If you're on this phone call, bro, thank you. Uh, you'll be getting a phone call. <laughs> It's usually in the Starbucks at like six in the morning. That's where I'm usually at because my wife's going out on
0: me. That's morning, awesome, so. and, and and like you said, that's just how professional is that as well too. And how much can you make somebody's day to make them feel that much more of a valued customer? And you know, it's that much more direct from you as well too. And that's how you that's how you keep business as well for uh, for the next things that continue going going out, making people feel valued for the commitment that they made to yourself and. And then putting your stamp on it, like you said, of just any kind of money back guarantee. I mean, that's a professionalism and confidence in the work that you're producing.
1: I love it, buddy. Well, thank you for what you do too, buddy. Keep doing good interviews and keep the faith. And, uh, you know, God bless everybody on this call. I appreciate it spring and I'm I'm gonna take us out with
0: a little bit of an actionable request and guys uh this week I really want you to start building your routine as a hitter or a pitcher you know that routine is yours and that you that's something you can control something that no one can take away from you regardless of the results of the at bat or the outing that you have on the mound And, and that could start in the dugout before you step out into the on deck circle that goes from the on deck circle out into the the plate that's the what you're drawing in the dirt that's the what you're doing after you get the strike there's so many different components and if there's anything that you need any help with in that regard i got a little uh, video that i had to do for my master's uh, program where uh, i got to put some stuff into action and if you want to see it feel free to dm me and i'll give you some insight into uh, controlling your breathing controlling your thinking controlling your actions and uh, be happy to share that with you guys but uh, I appreciate everybody that's that's been on here and taking their time with us today and, and listen to what Spring has to say, the quality information that he has to share from his heart. And uh, yeah, I also wanted to say that you're talking to uh, two people, Spring a, a lot more elevated, but if there's any high schoolers on this call thinking that they want to play college, but they're not getting their chance, Spring shared with you that, He was a smaller guy, overlooked, still did what he needed to do to get to the big leagues. I was never going to have that chance, but guess what? I went back and played college baseball at 30 years old at the junior college level then at the four-year level. So if I can find a way to do it at 30, you can find a way to find uh, yourself on a team that wants you at 18. So uh, guys, uh, in closing, and and to take us out, you know, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else, uh, you know, Being yourself is the greatest accomplishment. That's Ralph Waldo Emerson. Uh, I really appreciate everybody's time again tonight. Spring, you've been a joy to uh, have on, and uh, I'm rooting for you. And uh, I hope that I'll be getting a call from you uh, as I purchase some of your stuff here soon. Hey, buddy.
1: Everybody out there, I guarantee if you have a game tomorrow, you're going to compete. And I'm telling you right now, if you're not competing with confidence, you got the wrong player playing. Right. You play every day the rest of your life like, like it's opening day. You play and I don't give a crap mode about me. And trust me, you will have fun. Baseball and softball is not a three-hour timeout. Nobody's in trouble. And Sometimes you don't get hits. It's like you're in trouble. If you guys play one more game with tension, anxiety, and pressure, go join the military because that's where that's at. God bless And We're playing baseball and softball. Nobody's in trouble, and it's not a three-hour timeout. Have fun. Coaches out there. Build your players up. When you build your players up, you build yourself up, You build them up, you break them down and coach them, and you build them back up again. You do not go at a kid with a negative. And I'm not talking about everybody gets a trophy, bro. Trust me. But you build them up, you break them down, you build them up, and players need to know that you care before they care what you know.
0: Big time. Well said spring Uh, too much, too much wisdom today. I appreciate you so much and everybody appreciate all of you being on any way that we can help. Feel free to reach out.